ready? Yes. Maya? Okay. I'm here. In five. Okay. In five, four, three, two. Oh my God, you made it. It's another episode of We Did That Shit. I'm Maya. And I'm Babi. Hey. What's What's going on? Nothing. Why are you laughing? You know what? I'm always so happy to talk to you. It just puts me in a joyful mood, so I'm always laughing. Oh, flattery will get you everywhere. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) It will. It will. (laughs) So, how was your week? Um, my week was good. Still some more progress. You know, the thrill is gone, like, the prior weeks. But I'm still getting things done. Now I feel like I have to get something done. I'm on a little timeline with this apartment Mm -hmm. search. And, um, Mm -hmm. it's getting kind of surreal. I did look at one apartment. It was so nice. And, um, I start crying and the lady was looking at me like I was crazy, but it was just like, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, he's about to be a whole grown man. Yeah. You're looking at an apartment for your child. That is surreal. And I don't know, I'm going to be honest with you (laughs) and you're his mom. I'm not ready for this. I just don't know if I feel like, and I know that he could live on his own, but I don't feel like he could live on his own. Right. Everybody's saying that. Like, they're like, mm, I don't know. Where's the apartment, Marlton? No, that's too far. Like, too I feel far. like I don't, I feel like no matter where we go, somebody's going to have a problem with something. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. poor Jig. They were like, no, just stay home. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the apartment. Forever. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Right. <laughs> but how was your week? My week was pretty good. Um, I started back on my diet and I don't want to call it a diet. Mm-hmm. This is just, a, it's really just another attempt to change my mindset, to do something different. You know, I'm still exercising. I never stopped that, but it's just the eating. You know how I feel about food. I just love it. Me and too. it's always a, it's just always a struggle to try to make the right decisions, but we're back on it. And, you know, other than that, my week has been pretty cool getting ready for vacation mm-hmm. um, to try to enjoy this summertime and uh, doing a lot of stuff for we did that shit. I you know. know. We've been doing it yeah, up lately. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been um, really very interesting the last couple of days, but I'm enjoying it because, man, I'm just so excited about where the show is going. Me too. So... So what are we getting into this week? This week, we are going to discuss ways to enjoy your summer on any budget. Oh, that's great. Yeah, any budget, because you don't have to have a lot of money to have fun. Um, Right. But if you do, you can surely have a whole lot of fun. (laughs) Right, exactly. You can have a whole lot of fun if you have some money. But if not, man, you can enjoy it just the same. So we're going to just give you some tips on how to do that. All right. So before we get into that, let's talk about who did some shit. Mm. Now, for the first who did some shit, I just want to say, I always, every time I do something for my children, (laughs) I be like, you know, remember I did that. (laughs) They're right. Like, oh, thank you, mom. You're the best, and all this stuff. I'm like, uh huh. Remember, I did that. I tell my daughter, remember, you had a car before you even had a license. Right. <laughs> you know, you remember, and you know, when I see jazzy people, I'm like, dress me like that. 
you know, <laughs> because it is important that you love your children as evidenced by this obituary that was in the paper. Mm-mm-mm. And Girl. it's not long. I'm going to read the obituary. It says Kathleen Demlo. Kathleen Demlo, maiden name Skunk. Good thing she got married. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, was born March 19th, 1938 to Joseph and Gertrude Skunk of Wabasso. She married Dennis Demlo at St. Anne's in Wabasso in 1957 and had two children, Gina and Jay. Oh, mm-hmm. in 1962, mm-hmm. just five years after the wedding, she became mm-hmm. pregnant by her husband's brother, Lyle Demlo and moved to California. She abandoned her children, Gina and Jay, who were then raised by her parents in Clements, Mr. and Mrs. Joseph Schunk. She passed away on May 31st, 2018 in Springfield and will now face judgment. She will Ooh. not be missed by Gina and Jay and they understand that this world is a better place without her. <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> First of all, who wrote the obituary? It, Do you think that it was Gina and Jay's daddy that wrote the obituary? I don't. I don't know. Or it's probably not her parents because her she parents was. Are probably dead. Yeah, they're probably. You don't think Gina and Jay and, wrote it? Gina and Jay, I feel like Gina and Jay approved it. If if Gina and Jay didn't write it, I feel like Gina and Jay approved it. But the they obviously are okay. Even if they wrote it, they're okay with what it said. So they clearly they're not okay. This is a cry for help. <laughs> this is no. This is this is this is not a cry for help. This is a you wasn't there for us. F you. And this just how we feel about if you. And it says you will help, now face judgment. If this wasn't a cry for help, why write anything? Why? What are you crying out for help but for why, at this but, point? But I'm just saying, why write? If why write anything? If you didn't do anything for me, why would you I? You have to write something. No, you don't. Well, listen. They obviously felt the need to write something. I don't think that it was a cry for help because I mean, at this point, she was old when she died. Right. Right. They need counseling. It, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, because it, it, here's the thing. She was old. They probably old. So you crying out for help. At, she got married in 1957. That was well, when my I'm, mom was born. And is, she's 61. What I'm saying is the children are still alive. They're still hurt by this. Obviously. And they need to... This, this obviously Let was some it. kind of cry for help. Even the newspaper withdrew it they didn't carry they after the first day oh they did yeah after the first day they didn't print it anymore because they just felt it was <laughs> you know inappropriate however if i had paid my money i don't care what i put in there if, if i pay you put, it, put in it, there. it in there for the three days you pay per letter you, in the newspaper yeah, like yeah per line or per word per or line, something. yes yeah something mm-hmm. so i feel like if i would have paid my money for a five-day run they better have given me that five-day run i don't care what it says First of all, they said that Kathleen was in hell right? <laughs> um, because it says that she will now face, face judgment. judgment. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is a lie. Mm-hmm. Kathleen must have been a royal B.I., but this is what I well, want to know. Well, how would they know? She left them. And, 
Well, clearly they were. They know something. They were five. She married their uncle. I uh, They didn't say she they got married. She got pregnant by the uncle. Oh, just pregnant. So they got a, a sister and a brother a out there cousin. somewhere that that's their cousin. Sister cousins. Okay, it happens in every family, <laughs> Kathleen. It does. But listen, this is what I want to ask really quickly. If a person is evil, right mm-hmm. in life, do we have to, do we acknowledge that in their death? Because you know people are evil just bad people and then you go to their funeral and people get up there and talk about them like they are mother Teresa. so this just shows that if you're evil in life people are going to acknowledge it in death well like do you think that that's correct Kathleen, do you think that's right to do and not so much you know the old wise tale you know don't speak ill of the dead kind of thing yeah well i mean really what does it benefit anyone so just like in this instance gina and jay felt that way about her but her neighbors might have thought she was the best thing since sliced bread and her neighbors over there in california their uncle obviously (laughs) did (laughs) i'm just saying listen but you know what kathleen and, and and gina and jay we hope that you, um, this obituary gives you the closure <laughs> that you need. need. Yes. Heal, you know, it's <laughs> it's never too late. It's never too late to go to counseling and, and right. get some closure from this. Right. Sorry about that. Um, okay, so speaking of, you know, um, healing, death and um, healing, Kate Spade, the designer, um, she committed suicide mm-hmm. on Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh, June 6th. And according to an article that I read in CNN, uh, police responded to her home in New York at 10, 10 a.m. when she was found, you know, she hung herself Mm, mm, mm. by wrapping a scarf around a doorknob and her housekeeper found her, um, you know, and she wasn't responding and they came and she was pronounced dead at the scene and they, you know, ruled it a suicide. Mm -hmm. And with her suicide, she left, apparently she left a note uh, to her daughter. She had a 13 year old daughter and she left a note to her daughter. Yeah. She's 13. Mm. And she left a, a note to her daughter and in the note, she said she wanted the daughter to know that it wasn't her fault. And Mm. she, should ask daddy mm, mm, about mm. the situation. And um, according to Business Insider, an article that I was also reading, they wrote that um, Andy Spade, which was her husband, he was appalled right. that they would release the note because he's stating that he hasn't even seen the note. Wow. You know, and in, in the note, it was also some things that was addressed to him. So apparently they had been separated for some time and he had an apartment um, down the street from her and he asked her for a divorce. She apparently um, hung herself based off of him asking for the divorce. Mm. Now, according to her sister, um, the article also states in CNN that she was... um, depressed for years Mm -hmm. and her sister states that she felt that the design that you know bringing on the brand 
had made her worse. It made her a full-on manic depressant. Now, she wasn't associated with the brand. She had sold off the brand oh, she did? like 10 years ago. Yeah, her and her husband, they were business partners, creative uh, designer partners, and she had sold off the brand about 10 years ago. Oh. And so Kate Spade, the brand, she they, um, you know, put out a, a tweet that said, Although Kate has not been affiliated with the brand for more than a decade, she and her husband and creative partner, Andy, were the founders of our beloved brand. Um, Kate will be dearly missed. Our thoughts are with Andy and the entire Spade family at this time. Mm. And so it just is really, um, it, it, you know, it wasn't like so much shocking to hear what, what it is. It just brings awareness to the fact that you never know what people are dealing with. Right. You know, mental illness is real. And like I was stating, according to her sister, she never wanted to get help for being depressed. She had been depressed for years and she never wanted to get help for it. And, you know, it's just a sad situation because if you would look at a person like, you have it all, you, you know, you have money, you have status, right. you have, you know, a husband, a child that loves you and you still feel the need to uh, take your own life. And, and I just feel so bad for her daughter because, you know, you say don't feel guilty, but yeah, you know, it's a it's lot. Just, my, my thing with suicide is. With it's I first of all the first thing is I cannot imagine how it is to live with no hope. Yeah. Because suicide is a very permanent solution to a mm -hmm. very temporary problem. You mm -hmm. know, no matter what the problem is. And I just and I have been in situations where I just was like, you know what? I just wish all of this was over. Now, I'm mm -hmm. not saying I'm suicidal. Um, but, you know, you just want the whatever it is, the pain to go away, the, the situation to go away, the person to go away, whatever it is, right. you just feel like, oh, you tried and you failed and your life mm -hmm. is never going to be nothing. Like, it, whatever mm -hmm. it is, it is temporary. There is always right. another route. And suicide, along with taking your life, takes away all your other opportunities and chances. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. just to be alive and feel like there's nothing left, I can't imagine. Right. You know, right. I, I can't imagine feeling that way. I, I, I mean, I've been in some really, really low places. And when I'm in a really low mm -hmm. place... I'd be like, Lord, this is ridiculous. I know I need to get myself together because you are better to me than, th than what I am doing right now. Going you know, so right, I exactly. can't imagine someone hurting so much that they would, yeah, that you even with people, yeah. leaving people here that they love and, you know, but at least she didn't kill the baby too, because some people, they do that now yeah. too, you know. So, wow. Right. That's that's really something. Now, I am I do like Kate Spade's stuff, pocketbooks. I was mm -hmm. there was a coat that I saw it was so cute. I was going to buy it last year and I didn't cuz I'm trying to not be a um what is it? compulsive shopper. 
I wasn't mm-hmm. even in the market for it because <laughs> it was ridiculous. So I only went to the store three or four times after work to try it on. But right. after the fifth time, I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really you not going to nah, get it. This, okay. I'm really Leave not. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. um, but I don't think I have anything Kate Spade. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I have anything Kate Spade. And, you know, yeah. come to think of it, I don't think I'll buy anything Kate Spade now. I kind of feel like if I do, that's exploitation. I don't know. That's a shame. Yeah. Anyway. Well, thoughts to her family, yes, you know, for, what, for, for moving forward. Mm-hmm. And so, um, to go from that to what I'm about to talk about, did you hear about the man who was suing CBS? Girl, please, I work in healthcare. We talk about this all week. This was hilarious. So a man, uh, (laughs) a man in Long Island, New York, Mm, mm, mm. um, I'm, I'm, I was reading the Huffington Post today, and so I, you know, came across this, and it, it just was the most. It was funny as hell to me. It's hilarious. So a New York man claims that the action of a CVS employee turned out to be unhealthy for his marriage. Mm-hmm. Michael, his name is Michael Finberg. He's suing the drugstore chain because he's claiming um, that. He has genuine and severe mental illness. I mean, excuse me, mental injury and emotional harm. Because he took a a prescription of Viagra to the drugstore to get filled. Mm -hmm. But he didn't tell his wife Mm -hmm. that he was taking Viagra. Mm -hmm. And what happened, according to the Huffington Post, was... Well, really, this lawsuit was obtained by the New York Post. Finberg told a store employee uh, identified in the court papers as a ruler that he would pay for the medication himself. Right. And they thought it was kind of, you know, like, why are you going to pay for this yourself? Because the pills is like $60 But a it pop. doesn't matter. A lot of people a pay pill. for A lot of people pay for Viagra and Cialis out of pocket because most insurances don't cover they, it. Exactly. Right. So he's so saying that's skip what all that stuff. I don't care. It don't matter. I want it. Go ahead. This is hilarious. Yeah, exactly. So so that's what happened. Mm-hmm. A few days after the prescription was filled, his wife called CVS because she wanted to talk about a whole nother prescription. Her stuff. That was it was her to stuff. Be filled. Her right. stuff. Right. And so um he said Finberg Michael, he said that the employee without solicitation and and improperly informed his wife that his prescription for Viagra was not covered by insurance. Mm. So of course, of course the wife was like Viagra. They probably just was going on and on like, yeah, you know, your husband dropped it off, blah, 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 blah. Now my thing is, is this, this is what he's claiming. But CVS of course is saying it didn't happen. You know, they didn't fire the employee or anything. They're saying There's, that they have a policy against this and this didn't happen. But my thing is, is it had to have happened CVS because how would the wife come then turn around and say to her husband, you taking Viagra? Mm-hmm. So they had to have said something. You know, this violates all kinds of HIPAA, HIPAA laws. Mm-hmm. Just Well, not quite. 
I not mean, quite. CVS, we, I'm telling you, this has been the talk of the office. And you know, um, a lot of people, if you work in healthcare, a lot of the legal teams are studying this case. They're going to follow it mm-hmm. because, you know, there are instances where, let's say husband and wife. So we've had all mm-hmm. kinds of scenarios. So let's say husband and wife. And it's a CVS, um, the husband and wife go to the same CVS. Hey, Shirley, you picking up yours? Yeah. You picking up John's? Yeah. You know, yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they talk about, you know, all right, everything okay. You need some further instruction. Oh, they, they increased your uh, dosage or whatever. So sometimes mm-hmm. they have mm-hmm. those relationships and they just interchangeably talk. And that's normal, right? They do. I pick my mom's prescription up all the time from Rite Aid and they say, I just tell you her name, her birthday. I pick her prescription up. You don't know who I am picking up her prescription. I could look into the bag, see what she's taking, whatever the pharmacist says, all kinds of stuff to me. So so that that is and and when you're married, some states consider you one person. So you have that. So and then there's also the insurance issue. If they are on, if she is on his insurance or he is on her insurance from Mm -hmm. a commercial policy, then it may have run through the insurance and they send you bills or they send you statements Mm -hmm. every month. Mm -hmm. So she could have found Mm -hmm. out that way, even though I do believe the CVS person told her. So there are a lot of things, but this is what I'm saying. This None of this has anything to do with CVS because if you are married, right? And you right. need Viagra. Your wife probably knows, you know, that you need Viagra. Right. So the, the wife was probably surprised because she don't think he needs Viagra and he's taking right. it for it, his affair. Meanwhile, he's taking it, it. it for his, See, for his you affair. Know what? So cheating Listen. is what caused you to mental anguish and ruin your marriage. Probably cheating. Maybe not this Maybe. violation for him. No, Listen, maybe that I thought that when I listen, I thought that when I first seen it too, I was like, oh, well, he was mad because, you know, she know he getting it in somewhere else because mm-hmm. now he's taking Viagra. But it could be this. You know how a lot of men have medical issues and stuff like that and, you know, they can't uh, get an erection. Right. And so even... You know, he might have tried to take the Viagra on the sly. Maybe they was having a drought in their sex life. Then he tried to take the Viagra on the sly. Then he came back like, hey, girl, I'm ready for you. You know, he it may not have been a cheating situation. Maybe he was just trying to please his wife. Maybe his wife was complaining because after 20 years, you were slowing down and he wanted to speed things back up. So mm. now he was trying to do this to make his mm. marriage better. Mm. But... Because you weren't honest with your wife, now your wife is coming back and saying, "Who the hell are you taking Viagra exactly. for?" Exactly. That. Let me tell you something. But it's an embarrassing thing sometimes. Some if you you know married, some people don't. If you're married, your wife knows if you need Viagra or Cialis. Maybe not, babe. Maybe they. I'm telling you, like you know people. Couples get into, you know, droughts. You you taking care of the kids. You running around. You ain't making time for the romance. I don't know anything. You about know, it. okay. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying it could have been. I mean, listen. The first thing I thought was cheating, but then when I really sat back and I thought it about it, I was like, Maybe. this is how this is how I know it's cheating, because 
of this overreaction. Because if it was just for his wife, it wouldn't be all of this overreaction. That's how you know it's true. Oh, but him, yes, him he was suing uh, and you going crazy and you got mental anguish and all of a sudden. I that's mean, how you know it's cheating because you do all of this because when they lie, they will they will stretch They go lie down to, with, with exactly, the lie, yeah. Exactly, I mean, and here exactly. is the thing. I'm not telling you to lie. <laughs> it was like another, you know, in the previous podcast when I said don't smoke crack. Don't lie. Right. But if you want to lie... Ride, ride the lie oh, that's out. That's what he's doing. You know. He is riding this lie out. Because <laughs> if, if, I mean, if anything, he could have been, he could have hit the hustle like, yeah, my doctor said I could get it. You know what we can get for these on the street? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or he could have said, anything. I'm trying to do something special. It's a baby. special occasion. Right. I wanted to go, but it's you a know, lie. all night. Exactly. And that's how I know it's cheating. And that's what makes it so funny Damn it, Michael. to me. <laughs> Michael, I was trying to, I was trying to give you a little, oh, I was trying to give you an alley-oop, but you out here, you out reckless. here cheating, Michael. Dang. You out here reckless, Michael. And Michael is And you must upset. be messing with a young girl, Michael, because you that. taking Viagra. Exactly. What you taking Viagra for? Michael is willing to risk his heart. In his heart conditions, <laughs> right? To put it out there, and he's doing CVS because his wife is going to take everything. And, you know he got to ride the lie out, and I, Michael was lying. He, you know, CVS did not ruin his marriage. His cheating ruined his marriage. I don't care what nobody say. Exactly. Need to know exactly. what's going on. So I'm a follow. And if he's having we'll an keep affair, you updated if you we know hear the lawyers from CVS is going to find out because they're going to do anything they can not to oh, pay no that doubt. claim. Exactly. Oh, not no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. Um. So listen, our last who did some shit for this Ugh. week is about mm. another brand, mm. Target. And I'm just so, for the record. On two previous podcasts, the first one was when we talked about consumer affairs, and then the second one when we brought up the who did some shit about the Starbucks, I said, and I specifically used Target as an example, that these companies aren't, they're sitting around not doing anything thinking, oh, it doesn't affect me, it doesn't affect Mm -hmm. us, it doesn't affect Mm -hmm. our bottom line, and I said everybody, every company needs to start adopting these policies. But go ahead. Right. So, um, I was reading another article uh, when you brought this to my attention. So I said, well, let me look it up because I hadn't heard about it. And I was reading on CBSnews.com that a Target, they fired a security guard after a black customer says that she was racially profiled. So according to the article, um, Target fired a security guard at a Michigan store on Monday. And it was two weeks after, um, let me get her name. Hold on. Her name is Ashanae Davis. Mm -hmm. She was exiting the Southfield, Michigan store on May 22nd. Mm -hmm. And she was targeted by a black security guard Mm -hmm. at first. Okay. So the black security guard confronted her and he said that he thought that she had stolen a bikini and she had it under her clothes. So... 
Then he called over to another security guard who was a white security guard. And that security guard then went to handcuff her and dragged her through the store, yelling that she had stolen the bikini. Mm -hmm. This is what um, Ashane Davis and her lawyer, uh, Jasmine Brand, said at a news conference on Monday. It says that the officers took her to a room. Once inside, a female manager who was also white was called in and they instructed Davis to lift up her shirt and pull down her pants. And not only did they instruct her to do that, they instructed her to do it in front of the two male security guards. Um, Mm -hmm. And she said that she felt humiliated and forced by the target employees. Of course, she states that she initially I was in shock. I couldn't believe what was going on. She lives in a nearby Detroit area. Um, She said she was scared and afraid of what was going to happen next and rightfully so. So Target fired the female manager as they should have came in after and made her lift her shirt up and take her pants down only to be found that the the young lady did not steal anything and i just wanted to point out that also in the article it says that the african-american um employee apologized to the girl saying this happens all the time and he was afraid that he would lose his job if he didn't participate in what was going on the other two who were white did not apologize at all um of course they and did. So, and so, and I'm just going to say this. This was in mm-hmm. Southfield, Maryland. I no. mean, Michigan. Southfield, Michigan. Southfield, mm-hmm. Michigan. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like our Cherry Hill, you know. Yeah. Right outside, you know, of the city. And um, when I used to have to travel for work, I hated going there. I mm. mean, hated. I have been to Detroit a few times and like I never wanted to do anything. I didn't want to spend money in their hotel, their restaurants, right. the Motown Museum, nothing because the office that I worked for was in Southfield. Uh-huh. So I would come in, I had to go to the office to pick up my supplies and stuff that I needed. I wasn't really working out of the office. I had to go to people's homes and stuff. So my own company that I worked for, the people mm-hmm. were rude as hell. Like, mm. oh, well, we're leaving. We're going to put the box in the hallway. What? Mm. Uh, you know, just rude. And people in Southfield, I was like, I have to get out of here. Now, I will say, when I got to Detroit, in the hood of Detroit and start seeing right. patients, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, here we go. These my people. Yeah. I'm all right. I felt better. Like, I was like, dang, it could have been a Motel 8, whatever. I wish there was some place I could stay, like, right up in here. Right here. You know what I mean? Because I just felt, and, like, after the third time, I told my company, I'm not going back there. You find somebody else. Right. You know, you find somebody else. And I know you didn't pay for me to get my license in Michigan and everything, and thank you very much, and I'm not going back. And that's the vibe I got from there. And that was almost 10 years ago. So, yeah, so I have no interest in going back. So I can just imagine. And when that man says it happens all the time, I believe him because it was terrible. And the fact that he said that and the fact that he said that, you know, he felt like he would lose his job if he He didn't participate. Because, you know, when I read this article and I read it through, I'm thinking 
So if he didn't play the game, but he was the one who confronted her, did the white security guard instruct him to confront her or did he just take it upon himself to confront her? Because, you know, it doesn't state it in the article, but the way that I'm imagining, if he said that this happens all the time, then they told him, oh, you be the one to go over there and say something to her. And and I'm sorry, I just wanted to make a correction. I stated that it was the manager who was fired. It wasn't the manager who was fired. It was the security guard who was fired. Mm. I, I'm sorry. Um, but it also comes... After several months, after a black man was racially profiled at at its uh, target. target. So um, according to NBC News, like I said in the article, they're stating that Target has, this is not the first infraction that Target is accused of in what their employees are doing. And so, you know, we was having a conversation off air about whether or not we were now boycotting Target. And I was like, well, is this a Target, um, you know, problem? But it's just like Starbucks because, yeah, because it's just like Starbucks, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was the girl who worked at Starbucks, but if the onus falls on Starbucks and it falls on Target. And all these companies need to start now adopting policies Mm -hmm. and doing trainings because even if it's not you today which i keep saying you know tomorrow it will be because everybody they just out here on the loose you know nordstrom Mm -hmm. rack look what happens with them you know it's crazy so all companies need to start adopting policies right now not now but right now Yeah, and they need to let their employees know the disciplinary action that's going to happen if they keep doing this because, you know, you got to look at your bottom line, companies. And if people start, if enough people start boycotting, you know, we have power in the dollar. We talked about that on Consumer Affairs. You know, as black people, we are the the largest... group of consumers we We have power in our dollar and we have to put that you know action behind the words that we're saying we have to show people you know you can show people better than you could tell them words really mean nothing action really do mean everything Mm -hmm. and so yeah that's what we have this week for well wait a minute before we before we end who did some shit i'm sorry i just have to make mention of two more things one, okay. did you hear about the baby in Chicago that the police handcuffed and he, he was 10 years old? They talking about they got a complaint about a juvenile or something. And, um, no. you know, so they the, the family is like, that's, you know, that's my baby. What are you doing or whatever? And they telling them to stay back mm-hmm. and everything. So, of course, somebody starts recording it. And the little boy right. was 10 years old. He was a little guy. And um, mm-hmm. they're asking him all these questions or whatever and put him in handcuffs. And he was so scared he wet himself. Well, you know, the, the, that pisses me off to no end. Our this children aren't afforded that. Yeah. Our children, I don't care if it's in Chicago and Camden and Philadelphia and Detroit. Our children, our black children are not afforded the, um, you know, the same uh, rights as other people's children. With our children, right. especially, yeah, especially our male um, right. children are looked at as adults. 10 years old, he is looked at as an adult, not a juvenile. He's not like a, you have a 10 year old kid in handcuffs. He is looked at as an adult. We 
you know, that's why they call the pipeline uh, to prison, right. schools to prison. You know, that's why that is such a big deal, because that's how we, our children are looked at. Even as like early as eight, seven, you know, you were talking about you're fearing for your life. You're scared for your life. You know, our kids aren't going into school, shooting them up. Our kids aren't outside doing devilish evil things and getting accused of them but yet our kids are being put in handcuffs at 10 years old and for what yeah they it was um he was just outside playing with his friends and um you know he just outside playing with his friends and they claim that they got a call about a juvenile and they hand and he was so scared that he wet himself and his family recorded mm. it and they're outraged. So they're calling on city of officials to um to do something. And you're absolutely right. He's he's a baby, you know, and right. but and 10 they, years right, old. And they telling the people to step back, be back, and you know, like even his parents were out there. It was really a shame. Um, mm. but I just wanted to make mention of that. And I hope they sue the hell out of them. Chicago police department has more infractions and more lawsuits and didn't and probably ain't protecting any police nobody. department at all. Right. And they're not protecting, not a soul. Um, and also how about Terrell Owens? What happened with Terrell? Terrell. Um, so <laughs> what happened with Terrell? Well, you know, Terrell finally got into the hall of fame. Yes, he did. And he declined. And that was deserved. That he's was very deserving. Very deserving. He, he deserved Absolutely. it. Yeah. And because um, it doesn't, whether you like him or not, he's a stellar athlete. I mean, he's an right. athlete. So, right. um, but, and he declined the invitation to come to the ceremony. He said he has spent time in Canton, Ohio, and there are like a million other places he'd rather be to celebrate this momentous event in his life. And thank you to everyone but I'll let you know where I'll be celebrating, but it certainly won't be in Canton. Ah, well, look at you, Terrell. But you know what? It, it, this is a catch-22 with you, Terrell, and it, and, and I'm going to tell you why. Because bravo to you, Terrell, for standing your ground. If you don't want to go to Canton, that's wonderful. Right. But this is also plays into the reason why you weren't elected to the Hall of Fame so many years ago when you probably should have been, just because, you, you know, your arrogant attitude. Now, I'm not saying that he's wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying it it plays up into who people think that you are anyway. Right. You know what I mean? Well, uh, Terrell was really one of the, when he had his show, I watched the show and I liked it. I watched the show too. And, and I liked he, him. It, it was like Gabrielle Union. It made you look and at him different, a different sure way. Did, but when he was on Iyanla Fix My Life, Oh, oh, that was a good one. He had a yeah. yeah. So I he mean, had a lot going he on did. in his life, and that, that was the one whose mom, his mom was living right across the street from his him, dad. and they wanted nothing to do with him or something. His, his dad, dad is somebody right. lived and raised a whole other family, right? And act like he yeah, didn't and exist. he was from across the street, act right. like he didn't even know exactly. him, knowing he looked just like exactly. him, because you got to look just like him. He looked like somebody, exactly. Terrell, <laughs> yeah. Damn, Terrell. Yes. You know, but you, I still say bravo for you getting into the Hall of Fame yes. and standing your ground. If you feel like that's something that you needed to do, you know, bravo to you, Terrell. And let us know where you celebrate. He said he, he definitely said he I've was been to let your birthday know. party. I like to come. You know, yeah, he definitely said he was going to make it known where he would be celebrating. So that's cool. I like Terrell Owens. Right. And congratulations. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's go ahead and get into our topic for this week. We need to let these people know about ways to enjoy your summer on any budget. Yeah, we, we know about this because, you know, we ain't rich. 
But you know, yeah, we always balling on the budget. I always balling on the budget, okay? <laughs> and you would never know. And you know, especially me, because I've been through all the stages with a single parenthood, and even when I wasn't a single mm-hmm. parent, you know, where you take the kids and where you don't take the kids, you know, mm-hmm. uh, st- <laughs> stuff like that. So I thought this would be a whole lot of fun. So let's start. Okay. So look, number one, go to the park. The park. Your local yeah. park. Yes. Listen, you can go to the park. You can play kickball, do yoga, pack a picnic basket, and um, if you're a parent, watch your babies. Yes, you you have to, first of all, watch your babies. If you're watch not your playing kids. with your babies, right. make sure you at least watching your babies. Watching them. But, right. you know, the park can really bring out the kid in you as well. So even mm-hmm. if you don't have children, if you go to the, well, I don't know, when you go to the park where you don't have kids, you look like a stalker. Um, I don't, I don't know. So maybe like if there's a park with like basketball courts and adults, you need to go to that park, but don't go to a park where there's a whole bunch of kids, you know, and then you the only adult and you just looking like you sitting there stalking the kids. So don't, don't do that. But I have a, you know, when my children were young, there was a, uh, we had a neighborhood so park. And well, it wasn't mm-hmm. a neighborhood park because I had to drive them there because it was like the nice park, mm-hmm. you know. So we would right. get in the car and I would pack lunches and everything, and we would drive to the park and they would play, have a good time, you know, drink their juice, eat their sandwiches, and everything. Mm-hmm. And you know, we would go home. So a couple years ago, we were going somewhere and they were both in the car, and I mean, they were like 18 and 20. You know, something mm-hmm. like 19 and 17, something like that. And they were like, oh, the park. And I'm just looking at him like, all righty. But, oh, okay. okay, it made a difference. And it didn't cost a lot of money. So the park is cool. Uh, number right. two is enjoy your own city or town. Like, act like a tourist right where you live. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of stuff to do in your own town. Well, I live very, very close to Philadelphia. And, you know, Maya, I learned recently my children have been out of school for a while that um Mm -hmm. you know philadelphia is one of the six cities that has a mint Mm. and we went you know i've never been to the mint how did you never go to the mint you went to public schools it was always a trip to the mint well i obviously was absent on that day because i've never been you don't go i ride by it all the time go to school and they be like oh you made it okay we going to the mint today like Everybody had the you class trip. You know about it in the, advance. Right. Everybody had class trip. Okay, well, I don't. I didn't go. Well, I mean, and clearly, I'm just finding out recently that my children have never gone either. Well, they went mm. to private school, but still, I'm like, I paid a lot of money. Y'all couldn't take the kids to the mint, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, damn. So, well, you, you know, you know that I live in like very close to Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. and it's when I tell you that you could really act like a tourist in Washington, D.C., I have lived here for 10 years. Oh, my goodness. Saturday, I will have lived here for 10 years. That 10 years flew by. But anyway, in 10 years, I still have not went to Washington, D.C. to see they like everything. I They have so many things and they're free. Right, right. Most of the museums are free. You know, 
I could really create my own walking tour right. on, uh, yeah, right, you know, it could definitely be something to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. Yeah. And if you live close to a big city, you can use an app like Viator. I use Viator a lot and you could go mm-hmm. get the hop on, hop off bus, you know, all the yep. duck boats or whatever. Like if your city, if the city has a lot to offer, we take advantage and be like, ah, oh, it ain't nothing because we live here. But, you know, that's right. something fun to do. And you may meet other tourists. You know, you can have a grand yep. old time. You never know. Right. All right. So number three is what attraction is a drive away? You know, think about stuff like state parks. Right. Beaches, lakes. Beaches, lakes. Even though I can't stay in the lake. But yeah. Yeah. We have a nice cedar lake. In um really? yeah it's in and I really didn't understand what a cedar lake was until I got home and everything was brown mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. <laughs> like everything we had a good time <laughs> but everything was brown but a drive away you know a tank of gas is is not well you know gas goes up in the summer but if you had especially if you have children or if it's a group of you it's something mm-hmm. you know inexpensive and usually you can bring your own food. Um, so that yep. really cut that really cuts the cost, or whatever. So yeah, think about things that are a drive away. Also, that you can get there and get back in one day, so you don't have to rent a hotel room or anything like that. It's always fun, right? Like we live close to um, beaches, right? So we live about forty minutes away. Well, in New Jersey, it's about forty minutes away, and even here where I live at now, I don't live far from Ocean City. So, or just take the day and drive down to Virginia Beach, even though it's a little drive away, but it's just like you know something to do to enjoy your summer, right? So, number four is set a goal and achieve it. You know, like the number of books you want to read, the number of miles you want to walk. If you like me, if you are trying to get into the weight loss thing, mm. exercising, you know, just things like that. Set a goal and like really work to achieve it. Number five, meetup.com. Meetup, meetup.com yeah, meetup is a is great good. app. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And it's so funny. So when I moved, Quick story. When I moved to Virginia, I didn't know what meetup.com was. And I I think you yeah, told yeah. me about meetup. Okay. Either you told me about it and then Somebody else I met you. someone else yeah. and they was like, oh, meetup.com or whatever. So I went on there, got the app and everything. And I was like, one day we were talking, me and you. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to this meetup. Right. And he was like, you are? And I said, <laughs> mm-hmm. And because, you know, I don't really, I have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'm cool with my group of friends and you know, I have friends from all walks of life, right. kids from when I was in college, you know, all that good stuff. And so I was telling you, I'm gonna go to the meetup.com. I mean, the meetup and it was a movie. Right. And I remember it was top five by um, Chris Rock and then it was drinks after. So I was like, I'm gonna go to these. It was like black ladies of Loudoun County. And so we went anyway, the long story short of it was I met my girlfriend, um, Janelle, Janelle there yeah. and then it 
comes to find out we were both from Jersey and then we connected like that. We exchanged numbers. I never talked to her again. It was just like, oh, this meetup is so nice. It's fun, cool, meet other uh, black women. And we never talked again. About a year later, she sends me a text and it says, hey, this is Janelle. We met at the meetup. I'm starting a book club. Did you want to join? I'm like, I read all the time. I need friends in Virginia. All right, I'll go. Went. And then I met my group of friends that I now have in Virginia and have had for the last, what, two and a half, almost three years. And they have become very close to me and we still have our book club. And so meetup.com, I say all of that to say is a great app, especially if it can open up someone like me. Because I'm not always open to meeting new people in my life, but yeah since i moved i have to be yeah because you yeah. got a gaggle of friends down there now like it's like oh mm-hmm. every time i talk to you with somebody else like oh okay yeah all right so <laughs> number six and seven are two of my favorite things i used to have a whole list of free fun activities and i love mm-hmm. free fun activities and these two are better without children i just want to say <laughs> you know right um, so Number six is to test drive cars. And number seven is go to open houses. And I mean, when I say free fun, fun. I'm talking, I used to get dressed. All right. Mm-hmm. I have six cents, but I look like a million dollars. You hear me? Mm-hmm. And I'll be going <laughs> riding up there, my hoopty, talking about, yeah, I want to test drive this Jaguar. You know, right. <laughs> I used to do that all the time. <laughs> Me, you really got to sell it too. Exactly. Yeah, I'm interested. Oh, I mean, talking about the features and everything. Right, and I'm talking Get about the, car. the job that I think that I'm going to have ten years from now. Mm-hmm. And, and right, exactly. You know what I mean? And it's fun if you go. You you know, I've gone with guys, my guy friends, and stuff like that. It's just mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, all, same thing with the open houses. There are a lot oh, of fun. I love that. And you know what else I try to do? I try to go either at the very beginning when all the cookies is coming out the oven and all the yeah, they got well, you know snacks, mm-hmm. <laughs> or around the end when you can just lounge around in the place like it's yours mm-hmm. and the people be like, like I'm outside they don't even be in there or whatever you know I even right. know a couple people that do a little one too in the little stage bedrooms but that's mm-hmm. none of my business alright so yeah. oh, have a good time <laughs> I mean, you know. but yeah they, that is fun when yeah. I was house shopping um, not too long ago me and a friend were going into like million dollar homes I don't have a thousand dollars really right. you know but <laughs> I was going into the million dollar homes and, and selling like, it like mm-hmm. I was going to buy it. Oh, you know, but right. Yeah, like, so. oh, no, I really wanted a foyer that was mm-hmm. this many square feet. <laughs> <Right. laughs> or walking in like, this is a little small mm-hmm. for my taste. Yeah, that chandelier or whatever that could cost square feet, that But, you know, down. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Try it out, y'all. It's fun. It is. So, number eight is uh, visit a faraway relative. Yes. That's or fun. friend or fun. right somebody where mm-hmm. you can actually go on a trip because most of the times the most expensive part of the trip is a hotel stay. So you right. know if you can just crash at somebody's house that you know, you know that mm-hmm. t- takes a big chunk out of the budget and you could go have a great time, especially if you haven't seen them in a while. Um, right, you know. Now, transportation. I guess the buses are always the cheapest. Well, driving, I guess, mm-hmm. is the cheapest. Um, but bus and then buses. But no, the bus is probably the cheaper than driving. If you want to take the ride, you can take yeah. the mega bus, right? Or the, or the bulk bus. <laughs> <laughs> you buy in advance right. for a dollar, but I really don't do yeah. well with buses. I don't do the bus thing. Um, I will take a train. You know my experience yeah. with buses. <laughs> 
I will take a train. I almost please. died on the bus, people. Oh my um, goodness! This child yeah, is that's a, bus a story boy. for another podcast. <laughs> but definitely, almost blew up on a bus. So me and buses. Uh-uh. Yeah, no. But the train is nice. Um, you know, I take yeah. the train. Like I like to take the train to your house, and it's mostly for selfish reasons because I just don't like traffic. It's not far, right. and I feel like I just want to get there. And if I hit traffic, right. that annoys me. Like I feel like I could be there. So it's it's close enough that I could just jump on the train. And I think the train is faster than driving. It is. And even on speaking of trains, even visiting a faraway relative or a friend, a train ride is always nice because you can I've taken a train from Philadelphia to Chicago mm-hmm. before when I was younger and just seeing all of the scenery right. and, you know, going through different places. And you're like, oh, ah, you know, so it, it is it is a, a nice time, mm-hmm. you know, and it's something that you can do to enjoy your summer. Right. So number nine host a theme party oh that's fun you know like a luau or yeah. game night or yes or like a conversation party, party or like a um Remember like a spades party because you know yes. we 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 like to throw spades parties hide the knives. sit down only sit down if you know how to right. play but yeah we like to throw uh car parties that's always a good time right number 10 Weekend getaways. Weekend getaways are great. Now, this is if you got a couple more dollars. This is not, you mm-hmm. know, super low budget. Cause, but some of the things are free and some of the things, you know, we're just saying on any budget. So this is how mm-hmm. I do Vegas. And I think I can get maybe about five more years. I'm hoping I can get like five more years of this because, you know, soon I'm going to get tired. <laughs> but so what I do is when I do Vegas and I want to catch a show on a weekend, I don't mm-hmm. take time off of work because, okay. um, you know, I got my job now has this a cruel time thing, whatever. I don't know. I'm allergic to it. I hate it. So um, I usually take a flight. I leave Philadelphia at like six or seven o'clock and I take a better drill and have a glass of wine as soon as I get on the plane. Okay. I take a good five hour nap to fly there, you know, but right. when I get there, it's only eight o'clock. I put okay. my stuff down. I'm doing Vegas. You know, I'm doing Vegas mm-hmm. Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, <laughs> Sunday. I get on a red eye. I leave like Vegas eight o'clock their time. Get me a Benadryl and a glass of wine. As soon as I get on the plane, Fly home. Mm-hmm. I get home like six thirty. Back to Philly. Go home. Drop off my bag. Take a shower. I'm at work at eight thirty, and I can make it through <laughs> the whole work day. But when I come home Monday after work, I'm going to bed. You are, yeah, <laughs> dead to the bed, honey. I'm going to bed. Dead to the and bed. And I think I can yeah. do this for about five more years. That's how I do Vegas. Okay. Like when I go to that's well, take me with you the next time you go. I'm going August. What's that? Eleventh. Stevie Wonder. Hello. Excuse me, but I thought that you were going to be somewhere else. No, the, during Stevie August, Wonder's. Oh, no, he's he Stevie Wonder is going to be in Las Vegas the first two weekends in August. So the first weekend I'll be in Lisbon, so I won't be able to make that show. But I'll be back for the second weekend, and I'm going to do that little Vegas getaway how I do. Get in there, see mm-hmm. my boo, get on out. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I know. So number 11 is day trips. Yes. You know, day trips are cheap 
and they're very accessible. So every local newspaper on, you know, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, depends on your uh, paper, has a travel section. And they have, like, neighborhood bus trips, church trips, if you want to try to brave that. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> you, you heard about what happened on our church trips, but hey, right. if you feeling brave, you go ahead and do it. Um, if you're a member of AAA, AAA has day trips all the time in their local mm-hmm. um, offices and stuff like that. Bus trips here, there. Uh, New Jersey has 21 wineries. And so does where I live at. Oh, my goodness. They have so many wineries that I've never been to any in 10 years. What have I been doing in 10 years? Coming to New Jersey this is what I've been doing. But um, And try Eventbrite. They always, right. eventbrite.com, they always have day parties going on or day events that's going on. And a lot of that stuff is free. Right. So, yeah, day trips are always a good time. Number 12, try a new ver- recipe. Yes. Um, recipes are fun and cooking uh, gatherings are fun. So, and those things are also listed in the papers. You'll be um, surprised at how many restaurants and kitchens have uh, gatherings and cooking demonstrations. You can plan to have a group go. Um, if you have a kitchen mm-hmm. capers, you know, kitchen capers is that store that sells every kind of cooking and kitchen gadget ever made. Um, but they right. have like, Anything. yeah, they have like kitchen set up and like with a counter. So you can actually have parties in there. You can invite your, um, oh. certain amount of people and stuff like that. They do cooking demonstrations and utensil demonstrations and all kinds of stuff like that. It's, uh, the Reading terminal has the Cucina kitchen. Um, mm-hmm. So you can go to places like Joanne Fabrics right, or Michael's. Parties, you can do right. um, sewing parties. You know, I mean, try new recipes, but you can also add in, you know, different things like that. Going to having sewing parties, going to sewing demonstrations, you know, just things like that. Right. So, um, um, yeah, it's fun. So number 13, and this is a very, very good one. Volunteer for a charity. So yes. um, this year in May, the Phil- the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, say that again. The Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles hosted woo, woo. <laughs> hosted their first um, autism run walk. Um, mm-hmm. So it was really nice. It was in May and not April. Well, who cares? They're champions. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was a, a really nice day to, if you wanted to walk, run or volunteer, you know, they were looking for people, um, to just get involved. So, um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of volunteer activities that you can do outside and who knows, you could be like Nova or Queen Sugar, your boo come down. They talk about what they said. They needed all hands on deck, you know? Mm. Hey, well, listen, I need to start volunteering. <laughs> okay. Golf tournaments. Number they 14. got money. <laughs> I volunteer yeah. for a golf yeah. tournament. Right. Shout out to 12 Kyle. Thanks. <laughs> um, number right. 14, go to a show at a local theater company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So them people that you grew up with, that wanted to be a star. This is where they are. Mm-hmm. And some of, those, yep. some of those plays be good though. Some high schools put on very good annual shows. You know, listen around here, you know, some of the areas around here are affluent Mm -hmm. and these kids put on shows like, um, the wizard of Oz and Hansel and Gretel. I mean, they do it up. Mm -hmm. It is 
big budget productions where you can really make a night out of it and go to a show. And and a lot of times the stuff is like $10, exactly. you know, or even a donation when you go to places like the Freedom Theater over in Philadelphia, you know, where you can see shows or it it just even be a part of like, um, they may have like some um, classes, uh, dance classes, all kinds of stuff that you can do at your local theater companies. Um, yeah, that's always a good thing to try. Number 15, and this is for me and my fat self, try new (laughs) restaurants. Try new restaurants. Now, I remember, um, the Food Network used to have a show. It was called The Best Of. And so they would have, Mm -hmm. like, the best of fried chicken, the best of Mexican food, the best of anything. Mm -hmm. So anything that was the best of that was local, South Jersey or Philadelphia, we used to hit all those restaurants. Because, you know, so if you go on the Food Network's website, like diners, drive-ins, and dives, you know, Mm -hmm. if they're close to you, you can try, you can make up a day of it, you know. And I have also tried these things. I mean, try it if you'd like. (laughs) I've been to a restaurant and tried everything on the menu, like Queen Latifah in that movie Last Holiday. Or like you do every year when you go to Essence <laughs> and you order everything on the Willie Mays menu. Oh, like that. Yeah, like okay. Queen Latifah in Last Holiday in no. the movie. Right. Well, you had Queen said- like you had the Queen Latifah <laughs> moment. She know. said, and don't oh. share. But that's a whole nother thing for well, another I'm time. I'm just saying, you never know when you might when you can get back there. So you want to try everything. Right. Just you know, you try everything. Now they might add the gratuity to your bill, thinking it's more people at the table <laughs> so than it actually people. is. But hey, you can handle it. Um, also, I have gone and I read this somewhere some years ago. But if you go to a restaurant and start, and you if you go by yourself and sit at a table. Mm-hmm and start writing things down, or you go with another person, and you're dressed professionally, you have conversation, and look like you're writing things down, sometimes they think you're a food critic, and they say, oh, the chef just wants you to try this, <laughs> try this, and you yes. get free stuff. It works, I'm telling or you. Or like you say, it's your birthday all the time, and then yes. you get the free dessert. Yes, yes. as long as they don't ask and you And that's license. something wonderful to do on um, any budget. Or any budget. Yes, for the summer. Mm-hmm. So number 16, catch some concerts. Try outdoor venues. You know, a lot of places have free concerts. You can follow a tour or get season, yeah, or get season tickets to a venue. Mm -hmm. It's um, like at here at the Camden Waterfront, and a lot of people come from Philadelphia too. We have the Mm -hmm. Sunset Jazz Series. We've been doing it for years. I used to take my children when they were young. I used to pack up their dinner, lay a blanket out, and, you know, Kids would just listen to the music, sit there, have a lunch, and um, take yep. them home. They we they're out there every week, um, and it's it's fun and it's absolutely free. You know, yep. um, you have to pay for parking. And they have great they, artists. Drive, they oh they do. They have great um, mm-hmm. artists every week. Um, following a tour, something I always wanted to do. I'm going to get it done this summer because Stevie Wonder. I'm going to just follow. You know, it's in all of it is in August. I'm not taking no days off of work. I'm gonna be tired, mm-hmm. but that's okay. She can't um, herself to <laughs> Stevie Wonder High, and I love you, Stevie, but I'm balling on the budget. Remember, well, you said you're coming to. We're going to what National Harbor, right? Yeah, and I might come to Vegas. Yeah, I have to see how my funds is looking. Come yeah, to, I have to Vegas. See my, how my funds is looking. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's always something great to do. Number seventeen, go to an amusement park. Yeah, they're everywhere now. 
They were all mm. a big thing. I think I had more fun when I was younger at the amusement park. I think I'm amusement park out myself. Did. I am. <laughs> Unless it's a water park. And even with that, I hate standing in the lines. The thing about amusement parks are this. They're a great thing to do, mm-hmm. especially if you like the thrills and, and all that great stuff. For me, though, mm-hmm. it's just hot. You know, amusement parks are open. They don't have no shade. Right. You go to Disney. You go to Six Flags. You go to King's Dominion, Bush Gardens. I mean, wherever you go, Wally's World, I don't know if that <laughs> exists. It's no shade. Put some trees in amusement parks. I know. But it's a great thing to it do for the fun. summer. Yes. Um, yeah. And I heard that if you buy season tickets for Christmas, they're the cheapest mm-hmm. for amusement parks. I didn't know that. I learned that recently. Um, number 18, do an Ancestry.com heritage search and or nice. go to your family reunion. Family reunion. Yeah. yeah. So this whole heritage search thing is a, really a thing now. Everybody wants to know where yeah. they come from, who they are. Um, I know my daughter has a membership. Now, she ain't have no job, but she's paying $20 <laughs> a month to Ancestry.com to keep up her family tree and all this stuff. And one day I was like, Adasia, what is this? She kept asking me for this $20. And I was like, right. what are you doing? And she was like, no, so I could pay my Ancestry.com. What? Like, I don't even know these right. people. What are you doing? But it's something that she's really interested in. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's a thing now. A lot of people do it. Um, number 19, yes, please. A day spa package. Oh, Yes, please, for me too. Yes, please. Day spa packages are always a good thing. I mean, it's something great to do in the summertime. You can do it even at your local nail salons. Go have a mani-pedi, go to your local spa, get a facial. You know, Mm -hmm. they're always a good time. You can take a friend or you can just go by yourself and have a relaxing day, which I like to do. I like to just go have a massage, a facial at not a mani pedi at the spa, but um, and just relax, <laughs> right? And yeah, get your Tiffany Haddish yeah. on. Go Groupon.com, yeah, because you can get some fancy right. schmancy massages on them Groupon. Groupon is probably the best invention that someone has ever come up with. Mm-hmm. You can literally get anything and everything that you think of vacation, right? Everything on Groupon.com. It's a great tool and they have some really good things on there. So definitely check that out. And number 20, last but not least, host old movie nights, you know, get out your DVDs, popcorn, sodas, blankets, pillows. You can do that inside or outside in the yard, right? And just some old movies, things that we enjoy watching when we were young, especially this is a good activity if you have kids, Um, Mm -hmm. because my children watch some of the old movies that I used to watch when I was a kid because, you know, Mm -hmm. I just started them early. So they know my we used to love musicals. So they my kids have seen just about every musical and know all the words to the musical, you know, but it's fun and it's not expensive. So, you know, summer I don't know where what the weather is where you are, but here summer is not quite here. <laughs> but it right, is coming. Not yet. <laughs> it is coming, and you really can enjoy summer on any budget. There are a lot okay. of fun things to do, and make sure you take time out to do something fun. Yes, 
And we hope that you enjoyed our tips and we hope that you take something from this list and go out and do it and let us know, you know, what you did and how you did it. And um, you don't have to let us know your budget, but <laughs> yeah, let us know if you took any tips from the list. And so we're going to go ahead and get into our personal journals okay. this week. Um, I guess I'll start. You want me to start? That's fine. My my personal journal this week is um really about expectations. Mm-hmm. Um I tell my friends a lot of time, well not a lot of times, really all the time. I tell my friends, I give the advice of don't put the expectations that you have on other people. Right. You know, I have friends that call me and say, "Well, I wouldn't have done that. And I wouldn't have done this." And it's like, "Yeah, you wouldn't have." But you're not that person and you can't take what you would have done or how you would have done it and put it on somebody else because they not you. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk about expectations this week because recently I put expectations on something mm-hmm. that I shouldn't have oh, okay. at all. And it's. It, it it really amazed me. And at first I thought, oh, this is growth. I'm going into a different direction. I'm trusting a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case is. But the expectations that I put on someone else, it really showed me that how I maneuver my life is best for my life. And the advice that I give to other people not to put your expectations on, take your own advice, you know, because I literally preach that I drill that into people's heads, you know, all the time. And for me to let my guard down and put my expectations on how I would do things on someone else and then it to backfire on me, it was very telling that, no, Maya, you ain't doing stuff so bad. Your gig years on this earth have shown you that you should maneuver in a way that's best for you. And so continue to do that. And so personally, I want to take my own advice. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that I won't ever go down this road again as far as putting expectations on someone Mm -hmm. else. Um, The expectations of what I would do or what I would want or how I would move. I'm not saying that it won't ever happen again, but it'll be a little minute. Before it happens again. And so, um, yeah, I, you know, I don't think I'm doing so bad. And so I want to take the um, expectations out of anything, mm-hmm. you know, anything. Um, you expect people to treat you good. You expect people to be kind to you. You expect a lot of things. But that doesn't always happen, you know. And so, um, yeah, personally, I just want to take my own advice moving forward. And that's what I got for my personal journal this week. Do you have anything? Well, for my personal journal, I want to talk about permission. Mm -hmm. And um, permission is on my vision board. It says, it it says dare to take the leap. Um, And I had to learn that I give myself permission to be who I am. Mm -hmm. And whatever that means to me in that moment, not in a selfish way, but I give myself permission. I give myself permission to love myself, to love myself the Mm -hmm. way, even the way I think I want to be loved by another person. I give myself permission to love myself that way. 
I give myself permission to have purpose. Mm -hmm. And I give myself permission to put myself and my needs before others. Mm -hmm. I give myself permission. And that's a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. because I'm always thinking like, oh, I'm tired, but let me go because such and such needs help or such and such needs this. But I give myself permission to love myself first and to give myself purpose. So, um, and I'm not doing it with explanation. Right. So um, I was, I have created, uh, I was thinking about, you know, when I get up in the morning, you know how you have a root you have a routine, whether mm-hmm. it's conscious or subconscious or whatever, like there's just certain things you do in the morning. And I had been noticing that I've been missing things. I get to work and I don't have my ID or, you know, I, mm-hmm. I forgot my wallet or you know, like things have been happening. And I had to do an inventory, like what is going on that you can't get these basic things you know, done. And also, um, I'm a Sagittarian and we are very fly by the seat of our pants kind of people. Mm-hmm. And I used to always say like, Oh my goodness. Um, the Lord gave my son who has autism, a mother who has no kind of plan, you know, such a fly. I, right. Because they are so structured and regimented. And I'm like, this is crazy, but you know, it worked out, but that's just who I am. So I created a morning routine for myself. Ten things mm-hmm. that I do every morning, and it has really worked. And I really do believe that this has led to my productivity. I believe, I'm a very spiritual person, I do believe that everything pertaining to life is in the Word of God. And um, mm-hmm. so I have assigned a scripture for each of those things. But the ten things that I do in order is... I get up, you know, when I wake up, I get, I physically get out of bed. I do not hit snooze anymore. I get out of bed, even if it's just standing up on the side of my bed. I give thanks. Mm -hmm. I smile. I say my prayers. I read my whole vision board. I stretch Mm. for about 10 minutes. And then I do my personal care. I make breakfast. I eat breakfast. And I practice mindfulness. And I do this Mm -hmm. before I get in the car every day. And it has Mm -hmm. really helped me. It keeps me calm at work when them banshees is acting like banshees. (laughs) Right. And I just be like, you know, this is not my circus. This is, these are not my monkeys. And I just move (laughs) on. So I give myself permission and that is my personal journal. Nice. I like it. I, I might have to copy that list. Um, because that's a good one that's a good one I might have to copy that so so that wraps it up for this week in podcast family we would just like to say thank you Um, Mm -hmm. we really do appreciate every listen every subscription every rating every follow every post tweet reply reaction email every text message every phone call every share we really do appreciate all you do to support the podcast um when maya and i first launched we did that shit we had no idea what to expect 
um, None. people have been telling Maya for years before this that she should be a blogger because you see how she keeps up on all the uh, pop cultures and all this other <laughs> kind of stuff. She's, you know, very passionate about certain topics. Um, and even at least two years before we started the podcast, um, we had been talking about starting a podcast. So when we actually heard our first episode on New Year's Day, uh, yes. It was so surreal. Like we did that shit. We, we did. Really it. did. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we had no plan, no goals, and we not that we didn't think that we were going to be successful, but we just said because we knew we were we going were to be go- successful. I mean, you know, it's us. Yeah, so, because we're successful people. Exactly. But go ahead. So we were just saying, let's give it six months and see what happens. And what happened was that we've learned a lot of new things. We've met a lot of new people. We've been offered new opportunities. We've had a bunch of fun and we've laughed mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time. A whole, whole <laughs> lot. So um, most importantly, though, we did decide that we do want to continue the podcast. Um yes. But in that, there are some things that we would like to restructure. So this will be our last podcast episode until Essence Fest in New Orleans. And if you're going to Essence, you know, holla at us. All of our social media will still be active. We will be there Thursday, July 5th. And we'll be there until Tuesday the 10th. And we're going to share all of our adventures with you. Um... You know, this is not a break. We just want to be better. Mm-mm. And, yep. um, you know, we'll be, uh, we're going to try to learn Periscope and Facebook Live and all of that so that we can, you know, participate and engage as much as we can. Yeah. And our, you know, we are going to learn all those things because we are going to bring you uh, a live show. Yes. But as- when we are in essence right. yeah we're gonna bring you a live show so look forward you know look forward to that because that's coming and they're gonna be there may be a lot of them there may be like a lot mm-hmm. of blurbs because i mean we really do have a good time at essence this oh, is what like essence our 15th is, year in a row going at uh, 12 i don't know if it's that long but it's definitely no. been about yeah this, it, i don't know if it's been that long but it's definitely it's been, been about 10 years yeah, but it, listen, when we go to Essence, we have an experience. And every, time. every year we have another story, another thing that happens to us. And so we are going to try our best while we're enjoying ourselves to bring all of our adventures to you. Right. So, um, and this is not a break. And I just want to make that clear. We have uh, created a survey on SurveyMonkey. And we're going to put it on all of our social media sites so that you can click on the link. Uh, We would like you, it's just 10 questions and, you know, the answers are there for you to choose from. And you can put a comment if you want to. But we just like to know what you think um, on our survey survey monkey. Um, And all your information is valuable. So we're just asking everybody to um, stay connected with us on social media, complete the survey and we will be at essence essence fest 2018 it's gonna be a blast i'm gonna get all tan and everything ow yeah me too because i'm going to mexico (laughs) before that but um right you're gonna come tan. yeah i'm gonna get tan right (laughs) and you'll and you'll see us too because maya said we're gonna wear t-shirts 
So you'll yeah, definitely we know it's us. Okay. We're going to be out there promoting the podcast. But listen, as uh, my wonderful co-host said, remember, this is not a break. We are just taking a little bit of time off from now until Essence Fest to just, you know, make the show better for you. Like the B said, Survey Monkey, the survey will be added to all of our social media sites. We'll put it in the description. Um for this episode and take the survey hit us up let us know what you're thinking of the show we hope that you have been enjoying we did that shit so far we have surely enjoyed bringing it to you um making it a reality and i can't i mean where the show is going it is just we are doing big things we have big things planned and we just hope to become better and better and betterer like uh the <laughs> b has said so many times betterer yes it's a word we created on we did that shit betterer so we thank you for sticking with us we thank you for taking this ride with us thus far and we can't wait till essence fest to bring you the live show but so we're going to go ahead and get out of here for this week. We hope that you really enjoy the 20 tips that we gave you to have a great summer on any, any budget. budget. Remember, it's not a budget. It's any budget that you have. We hope that you take something from this list. And again, let us know what you took. Let us know what you did. Uh, hit us up on all social media sites, y'all. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. Again, it's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. One word, We Did That Shit. You can always hit us up on email. Send us how you like in the show. Take the survey. If you just want to leave us a little comment, uh, a little blurb, you want a topic that you want us to talk about, something you want us to mention, Hit us up on email and we could be found. We did that shit at gmail.com. That's we did that shit at gmail.com. Always remember that you can follow us personally on our social media. You can follow me at my my 13. That's M Y M Y 1 3. And I'm at the B Amina. That's B I B B I A M I N A. Yep. So we'll be back um, July 5th. That's when we are going to be in New Orleans. Don't forget, y'all. But in the meantime, between time, catch up on our 23 episodes that we got out thus far. Hit us up on social media. And we will see you in about, what, two, two and a half weeks? Yep. Yep. So. Holla. Remember, be great this week. Do that shit. We Did That Shit podcast is produced and edited by Selena Singleton and brought to you by Wonderful Me Media. Wonderful Me Media, what's wonderful about you?